today we're going to learn all about pumpkins. We're going to learn where they came from, why they're culturally relevant, just a lot of random pumpkin facts, kind of a abridged history of pumpkins, just the cool stuff. Before we get into that, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm surviving, Nick, and uh, thank God I have some bourbon because it's definitely one of those days. What about yourself? American Prairie High West Bourbon. Glad we're on the same page. Pumpkins. They come... Fun First fun little fact, pumpkins are not... Wait, I, Mike, do you think pumpkins are fruits or vegetables? They're fruit. They're berries, which what? I think... Yeah, they're but, berries. But don't pumpkins grow on a vine and the seeds are on the inside? But it's a, they have, It's about their how they flower that they're classified as berries. God damn it. All right, got you already. Anyway, so pumpkins... Calm down, Cinderella. ...are related to... They're from the, the Latin family plant family cucurbitaceae cucurbitaceae oh my gosh i practice this a bunch but uh what that means is they're related to you know like watermelons cucumbers and then stuff like that kind of gourd family i'm going to call it that for now they originally formed in central asia but the genus which is a smaller what you would call just like your pumpkins and zucchinis uh, stuff like that, just that smaller group, they branched out from the larger gourd family in Central America, and that's where they're mostly found. Actually, that's where they're all found up and down North and South America. They were one of the earliest domesticated species by people in South America, mostly because of, well, they were kind of everywhere, and, I mean, they're big. It's They're hard to miss. What, this bright orange thing against green? No, who can miss that? The bright orange came about later, I think. Uh, they were most li- they were uh, they were smaller back then. We bred them to get bigger because that's what we do. We started domesticating pumpkins about 8,000 years ago, is what the, the fossil record shows. So they, we've had time to, to plump them up. <laughs> that's a little pun there you did, Nick. Did not even realize that. Fucked up. (laughs) Now we're even. So the Native Americans, when they first found them, pumpkins are pretty bitter fruits. And so they wouldn't always eat the flesh. Mostly it was the seeds. And eventually as they domesticated them, they bred them for more and more things. But they also used them for other stuff. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone's probably seen images of like a gourd bowl or something like that. So they had a lot of uses. And they were kind of the big agricultural ticket for Central America for a while. So going forward into history, let's go over to out of the way here, but it's going to come back around. So why do we carve pumpkins? Well, this goes back to a Celtic holiday known as Samhain, which is basically the uh, changing from summer to winter. And kids would carry around turnips that were carved out and they had coals or embers inside, you know, something to provide light. And that was the origin of carving pumpkins. But you bring that over to the New World, and what's better to carve, a turnip or a onion or this giant pumpkin? I mean, even if they're pumpkins back then, are probably about the same size as they are now. But they're hollow. <laughs> and, well, not all p- pumpkins are hollow. We breed some of those pumpkins that we carve to be, ho- to be hollow because we, we're not breeding them for their flesh we're breeding them for their uh, appearance for carving pumpkins that are actually grown for like flesh like if you're an industrial 
ag farmer growing a pumpkin, you're growing a different variety and they look a lot different, but they have more flesh so that you're not wasting all that space in your pumpkin for nothing. Not full of hot air like some people we know. And uh, the pumpkins, like I said, the family of pumpkin. So for organisms, the last three in order of scientific names for things, you have, it's your family, genus, and species. So pumpkins are cucurbitaceae, cucurbita, and then the species, which they're all different, but the pumpkin we know as the front door pumpkins, we'll call them, is cucurbita pipo. And it's called that because the pumpkin, the term for pumpkin originated from the Greek word for large melon, which is pipon. And then the French started saying it, couldn't say it right, so they called them pom-poms. And then the English changed it from pom-pom to pumpion. And then Shakespeare referred to a pumpion in his book. And then apparently when people got to the United States, they changed it to pumpkin when it's shown as changed over to that in the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. That's why we call them pumpkins. And that's where the peepo came from in the scientific name because that's it's where we started boy that's a cluster of something I'll tell you that much playing telephone except each time it hits somebody they speak a different language so fun 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 but can you imagine if we still called pumpkins peepons that'd be so fucking weird <laughs> hey, uh, pass me the peepon pie does i guess the good news is you could still have psls so it still works there wait uh i'm trying to think peepon Spice lattes? Yes, it's exactly what that is. <laughs> but once the uh, pumpkin got to, or once, not the pumpkin got to the United States, once settlers got to the United States and they saw all these sweet gourds, they're like, oh man, those are pretty sweet. And the Native Americans showed them all the stuff that they do with them. By this time, they used the dried pumpkin strips, they turned them into like mats, and they'd also hang them over a fire and roast them and then they could eat them later pretty much like jerky interesting and then this is kind of disgusting but apparently the uh the origin of pumpkin pie the colonists came over and then they filled they cut off the top of the pumpkin removed the seeds and they filled the inside with milk and honey and random spices and then baked the outside of the pumpkin like just put the pumpkin in like ashes from a fire and that's where pumpkin pie comes from. But that sounds gross to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound as appetizing as the pumpkin pie that we know nowadays. No, it does not. But the settlers learned all about how to use pumpkins from Native Americans. And as they went west, the settlers would bring pumpkins. Because as some of us, most of us know, pumpkins can either A, last a long time, or B, melt right away, depending on the <laughs> variety. But pumpkins were kind of like a good stored fruit. There was a lot of, you know, food in there and they kept for a while. And they'd do a similar thing where they could, you know, dry them out and they'd ha have the sh pumpkin strips. And it was just another food dispersal method, I guess, or food storage method, which I thought was, I don't know. I never pictured, you know, a bunch of settlers moving west with a fucking wagon of pumpkins. It just seems weird to me. Not riding even horses, probably riding mules. Everything I know is a lie. <laughs> so there's a lot of different varieties of pumpkins, so it still fall under the same peepo species, but then different varieties just that we made that don't differ enough genetically to be called a new species. But there is a variety that is the 
Okay, so there is, you know, different varieties have different colors like we talked about, but the main one is the uh, pumpkin or the cucurbita maxima. And this is Mike, the giant pumpkin. How big do you think these pumpkins get? Well, I guess, what do you think is the average size of these pumpkins? Of the ma- of the giant ones or a normal size pumpkin? Of oh, the giant ones. The, the, ver- the Well, I've seen from pumpkin chumpkin that some of them get to six feet in diameter. Is that close? To what yeah. I mean, I didn't think you would know that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these pumpkins on average can get to be about 300 pounds, but people grow, you know, grow them, will grow, put all their energy into a few pumpkins to try and set the record for the biggest. What do you think was the biggest? I'm guessing around 800 pounds, probably, probably about seven feet in diameter. I'm going to give a shout out to Steve Geddes of New Hampshire, who won first place at the Deerfield Fair for his large pumpkin weighing in at 2,528 pounds. That's not a pumpkin. That's a tank. Unfortunately, he was 100 pounds shy of the world record pumpkin that was grown by Matthias Willemigens. I have no idea how to say that, from Belgium at 2,624 pounds, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. I. How do you even weigh that without it breaking underneath its own weight nature finds a way i guess i don't i I, i'm just trying to fathom on how strong the pumpkin skin is to to maintain that structure yeah it's got to be pretty big (laughs) that's uh i mean it it, it's about the size of see how would i describe this uh minivan are you familiar with a smart car (laughs) oh god yeah 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 well that's what this is so Cinderella went to the ball in a smart car. Yeah, give in a few years we could probably have a car size. You know, we're right now we're in the compact, but we could at least get into the you know midsize in the next couple of years. I, I imagine. <laughs> and then you did mention uh, pumpkin trebuchets. I wanted to, there a, a lot of people love to launch pumpkins. My people out of out of homemade trebuchets, which is a fun culturally relevant thing that's keeping pumpkins going, and then. I don't know. That's you know. There's um. There's also an, a movement going on. It's called the teal pumpkin movement. And if someone has a teal pumpkin on their doorstep, that means that that house gives out non-food Halloween candy. So if you're someone who has any kind of dietary restriction, you know that that's a house you can actually get candy from. So I thought that was kind of cool. Wait, non-food? Yeah. So like, uh, like stickers or pencils or pens or something. Yeah, growing up, we used to call those the worst houses on the block. Not everyone can eat sugar, Mike. I don't know. I was just amazed that pumpkins are kind of an underrated plant. I mean, one of the major agricultural plants of one of the only, like, indigenous ones to uh, North South America. Domesticated for 8,000 years. Settlers used them to move west. I'd never heard of that. You know, they came became new when people came over and were like, oh, I'm going to instead of carving these turnips for this Sam Haynes day. I'm just surprised that I'm just surprised that it's both in North and South America. That's a really long division of different terrains to transfer and get over. That's impressive. I mean, it's barely in North America. It's like Texas. That's as high as it goes, pretty much. Nick, did you do a pun in this episode and bring it back to Texas? I have become the very thing I swore to destroy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's or see yeah see um yeah just I just for the the history of these plants you just don't see uh 
you don't see like a good they don't get the respect they deserve yeah i'm surprised there's never been like a documentary or at least i've never come across a documentary on pumpkins i feel like that's perfect for this holiday season you'd think um so i go over some of the, the other plants that are related to pumpkins obviously you have your squashes pretty much just all kinds of wild squashes but i didn't know I never thought of like, pumpkins growing wild, although I did find a pumpkin in the woods one year, but it was clearly just like, I don't know, a logger had been eating pumpkin seeds or something, spit some out, or a bird carried them. I had no idea. I've never seen a pumpkin in the woods of Oregon before, but they do grow out there. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's pretty culturally relevant species. Like you said, it doesn't get any, I was kind of amazed. I, I was like, I'll see, you know, what re, what what history there is on pumpkins. I didn't know they they helped settle the West. I also would never think to dry them out like jerky. Yeah, that's surprising that their flesh doesn't just wither and rot away like that. Uh, it's but yeah, it's still fascinating. Like we have pumpkin spice latte season. We have jack o' lanterns, of course. We have pumpkin pie, pumpkin seeds. Uh, it's so weird that something almost every kid in America does, like growing up making jack o' lanterns and roasting the seeds doesn't I, I, we don't understand on how important that fruit was sorry berry that was on influencing the world yep and to give you an idea of reference because you know when we talk about agriculture in the beginning of the united states we talk about the three sisters right we talk about corn we talk about beans corn and beans didn't start getting domesticated in north and south america for four thousand years so that's four that's half the time that pumpkins have been domesticated on. That's very weird because beans are quite nutritional. It's surprising that we went with pumpkins. I guess people's uh, tastes haven't changed over the years. Well, I think it's, they're probably easier, right? I mean, what's the first thing you're going to come across? You know, you're out, you see beans and you see a pumpkin. What's your eyes going to gravitate to? Touche, touche. So I think I'm just guessing. That's my, my idea of why it was gathered first, but... Um, we have artifacts that have pumpkins on them or gourds at least that are go back about 2000 years and uh, the first person or the first uh, European portrayal of pumpkins happened in 1542 by a German botanist because like we know Germans are really botany freaks and I'm going to say his name Mike and you're going to laugh because I'm, I'm definitely mispronouncing this. But if I'm not, he has the worst name ever. Leonhard Fuchs. <laughs> Could be Fuchs, F-U-C-H-S. I think that's Fox. Fox? Yeah. There we go. Look at you correcting me. Oh, <laughs> this is a weird episode. This is a Twilight episode. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm all messed up right now. <laughs> Duh. Oh, man. Well, at least we're still talking about plants, Nick. At least you still got that. Oh, it wasn't thanks. a space episode. Thank God. But another thing people use pumpkins for when they settled the West, pumpkins were known to, pumpkin seeds were used to treat intestinal worms. So if you have intestinal worms, well, there you go. That, what I, I'm curious on what chemical is produced from that. I wonder if we make drugs from pumpkins to do that exact job. Uh, That is a good question that I do not know the answer to. Didn't expect to know medical, just throwing that out there. Well, when you're looking at all these people's different pumpkins, different species of pumpkins, gourds, squashes, hopefully now you know a little bit more about, well, I'm, I don't know, if, I think the reason we put them out there is because they look cool, but maybe it's because we have this 
connection to them that we're just finding out about again. Well, out of curiosity, Nick, I've got a question for you. Shoot. What's your favorite thing to do with a pumpkin? Carve jack-o'-lanterns, blow it up, uh, make pumpkin pie, make seeds. Uh, what What is your favorite part or favorite thing to do with a pumpkin? This is where we're going to get a lot of hate. I'm not a huge pumpkin fan, so I don't eat the pumpkin. I'm not a big pumpkin spice latte guy. I like <laughs> I like carving pumpkins, and that's pretty much it. What about you? What's your favorite pumpkin thing? Ooh, it's either either carving or pumpkin pie. I'm a big pie guy, but when making pumpkin pie, you can uh, sometimes do both. And get rid of those intestinal worms. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram 